welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, ADHD and the importance of intentional daydreaming. And with us in our virtual studio is Christine Robinson. Uh, we've got a great show for you tonight. I'm very excited about it. Before we get into it, real quickly, our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Um, in celebration of that event, we are giving away two digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you have to do to get your two copies is uh, listen to our show. We'll be giving out a secret word a couple times through the show. Write it down. Listen to another show for a secret word. Write that down. And then email me the two secret words. The email address is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. When I get it, what I'll do is I'll send it to Chad. We'll send you a, a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and the one that will be published next. Um, again, write down the secret word, and the email is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, our show is being brought to you by uh, Chad. We've got a little tip that we're going to run, and then we'll get into the show. Do you know someone who's struggling with ADHD? Why not give them the gift that keeps on giving? A membership to Chad. As a member, they will have access to expert advice on managing ADHD, educational programs, resources, discounts, and much more. To get started, visit chad.org slash membership. Thanks again, Chad. It is the season. It's a great time to, uh, to give somebody the gift of a Chad membership. Uh, we encourage... Uh, all of our listeners to become members of Chad or to make donations. Uh, Chad is the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. They're the ones that represent us on Capitol Hill and talk to different regulatory agencies to get wording right, to get much-needed accommodation for our crowd. A financially strong Chad is a financially strong uh, and unified uh, ADHD community. Um, if you become a member, there's an amazing number of member benefits, um, which are all there for you, but we really need to, to rally behind them to support them to, uh, to have one strong voice um, and advocate on behalf of us. So anyway, again, go to chadd.org to become a member, to contribute, and or just learn. Okay. Uh, our show tonight is going to be a lot of fun. It, the topic is intentional daydreaming. Uh, we could also call it insightful thinking, creativity, thinking out of the box. There's all kinds of different ways we could talk about this. But it's interesting because I was uh, – coaching a CEO not that long ago and um, he said how do I schedule my day when nothing's going on and we started talking about uh, daydreaming and the importance of it so without uh, tipping my hat too much real quickly uh, uh, Christine Robinson who's with us tonight is a certified ADHD coach and an educational consultant certified by the Federation for Children with Special Needs in Boston Christine has over 12,000 hours coaching children teens adults couples and college students she received her bachelor's degree in psychology from Clark University and her master's in education from Fitchburg State University, graduating summa cum laude, uh, as well as having her private practice in Nashville, Tennessee. She also is associated with the Hollowell Center in New York City, a certified teacher and master coach who has over 20 years of sales and management slash leadership experience. 
She's considered to be an expert in her field of ADHD, special education, advocacy work, and uh, individual uh, education plans. Uh, Christine also has her own training program for those who would like to add coaching to their existing practice or to start their own ADHD coaching business. Uh, you can learn more about Christine at her uh, website, addactioncoach.com. With that, Christine, welcome to the show. Great, Jeff. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Christine, I got so many lessons learned from my years of interviewing experts and myself as a coach. The, the backdrop to this is a little bit, literally I was coaching a CEO not that long ago, as I, as I said, and the topic was what do you do when you don't have deadlines? And we started talking about um, what's important and not important um, and what's urgent and not urgent. And that quadrant, if you will, of things that are important that are not urgent is, you know, one of those things that you have to spend some time on it. And so I, I blurted out to him, I said, uh, is daydreaming important? And he said, yes. And I said, have you ever scheduled it? And there was a silent pause. And he goes, oh, my God, I never have. And as I reflected on that, the, the subsequent coaching calls, like a week later, we started talking about innovation and creativity with this team and I remember I got his attention because I remember back in the old days I had understood that in the company 3M you were supposed to spend 10% of your time screwing around like just playing with some stuff and it's my understanding again I'm, I think this is fact but I, somebody might need to verify it and even if it's not a fact it still is a good story is that um, <laughs> some gentlemen had come up with a glue and it, they didn't know what to do with it. It would it would stick to things, but if you stuck to something, it wouldn't like tear the paint off the wall. And as they played around it, that's where the post-it was born. Somebody was just kind of playing around, um, playing daydream, just kind of working around. And the reason uh, 3M encouraged 10% of your time should be just playing around was to create you know these these kind of opportunities. And so yeah, I, I've, I've um, heard that same story by the way. So I think it's true. <laughs> All right, so thank, <laughs> at least if it's not, the room is kind of going around. And so I really wanted to kind of talk because I don't think that, don't think that people with ADHD really think about this because they did daydream a lot, and I think they beat themselves up. So um, before we get into kind of the discussion, it's too much for our show right now, but um, I have a YouTube video. If you go to YouTube and you search Attention Talk Video, Methodical Verse Insightful Thinking, in that video, um, I, I use math. Um, two math problems. One of them will illustrate the methodical thinking process, which is basically solving an algebra problem, solving for X. If you understand the rules, you can get the answer every time in a finite number of steps. But the other one is, is uh, it looks like a math problem, but it's actually insightful thinking, which by definition you'll see it's a trial and error process. There's no way to get the right answer right up front. You have to kind of play around with it. And in that, um, in that problem, I try to highlight that there's an insight, uh, an aha that takes place. Once you get it, it makes it real easy to solve that problem. And so insights or ahas or those types of things, as I define, is the sudden comprehension that takes place when you pay attention to something differently. They're really kind of the holy grail of problem solving. Um, you can't really schedule them. They happen when they happen, like when you're stepping out of the shower in the middle of the night or when you're on a run, but sometimes they'll happen in a brainstorm room. So those two differences in thinking methodology, I think, are real important that everybody understands what they are and the nature of them because in our world, it's all about productivity. It's all about scheduling. It's all about measurable outcomes. And, you know, it's funny, Christine, because I often find people trying to – 
um, apply a schedule like, okay, I'm going to brainstorm tomorrow at 10 o'clock and I'm going to have an epiphany in like 15 minutes. And it just doesn't work that way. And at the end of the day, I find that people with ADHD, they're using methodical rules in the insightful world. And it, they just, you just can't, it just doesn't work that way. And they end up blaming and shaming themselves and you can't treat or deal with ADHD through blame and shame. And so anyway, that's a little bit of a, of a, of a backdrop of what this is really all about, but there's a lot of value in daydreaming. And I just, I've, I've gone through that stuff. So Christine, I want to give you an opportunity to comment and, and add anything to what we've talked about so far before we kind of take this a few steps further. Thoughts? Sure. Um, well, I coach many uh, creative people, as you do, um, specifically fine artists and musicians, and they really, they of course they do this all the time. I mean, they they pick up their iPhone and just start, uh, you know, talking lyrics into their phone um, or melodies. Uh, and specifically, I'm working with a fine artist right now who who definitely schedules time to plan and to think and to just imagine and create before he even goes to his art studio. So I think, you know, what you're saying is absolutely true. Um, and I know that so many of these creative people have been kind of shamed in high school when they're caught writing down lyrics or drawing pictures in math class, for example. <laughs> so, uh -huh. yeah, I think, yeah, so, um, so I think, you know, there's so much value in this discussion because, I mean, the majority of our client base is really our creative people for the most part. Yep. It, it, it really so. is. And you, while you're talking about that, it was funny because um, what came to my mind is when I talk, when I coach a lot of people around um, procrastination, I find that 70% of the time it, there's a level of ambiguity as a result of it. And sometimes it's really about the aha or the idea, or they haven't gone through that methodical, I mean, that insightful thinking process to daydream. And sometimes you have to go through that in order to come up with that to kind of solve the problem. So I think this is a real rich discussion. Um, I kind of want to talk a little bit about, I want to use brainstorming. Uh, I want to talk about mm -hmm. that concept for a little bit, and then we'll kind of digress because I think it's an easy, I have an example that I can illustrate um, kind of an aha and talk about how sometimes daydreaming is just sitting by yourself daydreaming, and sometimes it's just talking with other people uh, and brainstorming. And let me, let me begin. Mm -hmm. my, my mother was a second-grade teacher, and um, she learned a long time ago is when you're brainstorming, you have to be, there's a structure to this. You get in a room, and you throw something out there, and when she, would, she would do it with her second-grade kids, and she's looking for ideas. She's brainstorming. She'd basically say, okay, rather than somebody blurt out a thought on this, I want everybody to write down three or four different solutions. And the reason she mm -hmm. would say that is if somebody would blurt out an answer, once everybody heard it, nobody could think of another answer. Whereas if everybody wrote it down individually, sometimes there would be overlap, but there was more that was brought out in that. So anyway, let me tell you the story that, that I think will, will illustrate this. <clears throat> Several years ago, personally, I was getting ready. I was going through a divorce, and I, my son, my younger son, was 15. He had his learner's permit. In a year, he was going to be able to drive. At the time, I had a 2003 Toyota Sequoia uh, with eight seatbelts, and I had to run two carpools. One was for soccer, and one was for his private school. Each one had uh, 
six, one had six kids and one had seven. So I needed eight seat belts in order to drive it. Now my car had 250,000 miles and the driver's seat was leather and was cracking and was ripping my suit, my, my pants. It was becoming yeah. annoying. And I'm like, I don't want to buy a new car because in a year my son's going to be able to drive and I don't need carpool and I, I don't want to do that. Plus the car is not worth that much money. And so I'm stuck with a dilemma. So what I did is I went to a, a, like a discount auto parts and um, I looked for a seat cover. And I got this thing that was supposed to work, but I got to tell you, it was just a, it was a $35 disaster. I put it on, I wrestled <laughs> with it. It didn't really work. It was coming off. It really didn't solve my problem, so that was the solution. So, but it didn't work. Next thing I did is I went to, um, I checked it out and said, "Hmm, how much is it to reupholster the seats?" So I took it in. I got a quote. It was nine hundred dollars a seat. That's eighteen hundred dollars on a car that's probably only worth twenty five hundred dollars. And I'm like, that's just too much money, and I'm stuck. And if you're out there and you're like me, you you keep thinking rip pants seat cover, uh, reupholstered seats. And you, you go around in circles, around in circles, you know, trial and error, trial and error, and nothing's really kind of coming to you. So I was with somebody one time moving some things, and I was bitching about my seat covers. And they flippantly said, too bad you can't get something like that in a garage sale. An absurd comment. I mean, when you think about it, it makes no sense. <laughs> However, Christine, in that moment from the heavens, I mean absolutely nowhere, Nowhere, a word flies into my head. Any idea what that word was? Uh, possibly. <laughs> junkyard. How about a, a junkyard? <laughs> yeah. Junkyard. Do you know, if you Google junkyards in Tampa, Florida, there's one of them that comes up, and on the home page, you put in car, Toyota, 2003, 10, and they're $126. Now, wow. my point in this is, is insightful thinking, out-of-the-box thinking, creativity is a little bit about daydreaming. And on your own, you go through that daydreaming process, but sometimes brainstorming with somebody else, because when you're talking out loud, you come up with ideas. Sometimes somebody else has a clever idea, but sometimes there's a word that's absurd, and all of a sudden, you have another association. You have an aha, and you have a new solution, an unlike a surprising solution that makes a lot of sense that could solve your problem. If you'll notice, this is a trial and error process. And sometimes you sit down and you brainstorm or you daydream, and you don't get anything from it. But in that situation, it's an illustration of how you can come up with something like, oh, my God, I can solve the problem. So I'm going to pause. Let you get comments, share your experience, and, and just your thoughts on this in general. Thoughts? Um, yeah, I think that most of our clients need that schedule time to, to and, and allow themselves that time to process, to think, to doodle, to speak with, you know, colleagues if they're working in a corporate setting. And because I think because kind of what you said, the shame and blame of ADHD back from childhood, from high school, even college, um, you know, really resonates and they feel like, or they're meant to feel like they're goofing off, so to speak, but they need that, that time to process 
that time to to be creative because honestly that is their strength and um i think giving people permission um and and well permission and to schedule this uh is so productive and and it, it but it's it's like that um that we have to just have you know relieve that feeling of they're not being productive because it's not methodical if that makes any sense <laughs> yeah, that, yes and that yeah, yeah that, that, that's a big deal because again i really want to illustrate that is is in that sequoia thing that i was describing mm-hmm. i had i had been daydreaming on that a couple times and what that that whole process spanned like about three weeks. I just gave you the highlight mm-hmm. of what took place. But I came up with a solution, and it's not like you can sit down and solve the problem. So the essence of what you're saying is is that sometimes we're trying like I'm, I'm not productive right now because I'm daydreaming. Well, you're waiting for it to come to you. Now, don't get me wrong. There's daydreaming and there's bringing structure to daydreaming, which I'm going to talk about in a second. But the idea right. of this is, is I don't think people understand that stuff, and we use – you got to you got to come up with that idea tomorrow. It creates pressure and shame, and creates a lot of problems. So anyway, let's do this. Let's go to the break and come back and pick up on the conversation. Uh, for our listeners, uh, please go check out Christine's website at addactioncoach.com. Our secret word tonight is actually daydreaming, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by DigCoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're having a fascinating conversation with Christine Robinson about the importance of intentional daydreaming, particularly those with ADHD. Um, Tried to frame out some resources for you to go watch a video so you can see the difference between methodical and insightful thinking. I shared with you brainstorming. That was an external thing about how... uh, 
you come up with ideas and you're going around in circles and in a conversation, things happen. Sometimes you come up with ideas that, that can also happen in your head. With regard to happening in your head, I want to kind of pause here and talk about that because the Sequoia example that I gave is talking out loud with somebody and often daydreaming and brainstorming um, um, is really, really, they go hand in hand. But I did a show with Dr. Russell Barkley a couple years ago on uh, working memory. If you want to find it, just go, uh, just Google Attention Talk Radio GPS. And in that that interview, we started talking about a lot of theories of, of, of uh, working memory from his side, and we went through the practical side and how it manifests in people with ADHD. At the end of it, it was kind of funny because we got to the notion that high tech for people with ADHD is, is paper sometimes because it's less taxing to their working memory. Um, I also did a couple interviews with uh, Christine Milliken years ago on what play is. Play is spontaneous. You start it, you stop at any point in time. There's no pressure, there's no intended goal. You're just messing around with something to kind of see what it can do. And then last summer, Christine and I did a show on launching um, kids into college and the issue that technology mm-hmm. is taxing working memory and a little difficult. And in that show, we talked about the need to go talk to professors and stuff and begin to brainstorm ideas on paper. And so <clears throat> daydreaming is really, really good, but that's inside your head. And sometimes because you have ADHD, and your working memory is more taxed. Daydreaming is good, but you can only kind of go get so much in your head. So sometimes daydreaming is externalizing things by putting ideas on paper and or going to talk out loud with people, which a lot of people with ADHD go do that. And one of the things that I know, Christine, we talked about in our other interview is students with ADHD need to go to the professors and do some of that stuff sometimes, and they're reluctant to do it because they don't feel like they should. As an aside, mm-hmm. we recently did a show that the job of a teacher is to make learning easy. That's what they're paid for. And your reluctance to go do that doesn't make any sense to me because why are you going to do this the hard way? So I want to I want to bring in this interplay between working memory and brainstorming and externalize it and kind of going back and forth. And so this is really, really, really kind of important. And before the break, we were talking about the shame and the blame of all this stuff because – those with ADHD, they, they're bombarded by ideas. Um, and well, I'm sorry, just to digress. There's another quote that I really like from uh, uh, Mark Twain. It says, wit is the sudden marriage of ideas which before their union were not perceived to have any relation. Um, mm-hmm. Again, people with ADHD, their ideas are bombarded. And every once in a while, they, they come together and they click. They make a lot of sense. And so – so much of the creatives that we deal with, they're, they're feeling the negativity, the pressure of those deadlines, and when they get into that state where they're negatively looking at, at themselves and not giving themselves time to brainstorm, the emotions come in and they get paralyzed. They can't think at all. Tell us about your experience mm-hmm. with that. Well, certainly with my college students, you know, stress does not help um, or anxiety with uh, testing. And, you know, I've had quite a few students in my coaching practice who, if given the opportunity to do a take-home test, you know, without resources, but just being in a relaxed environment, do so much better than if they're in a testing environment or even if they're testing alone, you know, in, in, in a private testing situation, say, at college. So any kind of anxiety is going to limit and prohibit a lot of your creativity. 
So that's that's one thing that, that I really try to work with my clients on is bringing that anxiety down so they can think and get into that mode. Absolutely. So have you worked with your clients in terms of creating environments without um, pressure and stress that facilitate daydreaming, creativity, insightful thinking, and any any interesting stories related to that? Oh, yeah. Well, first, you know, we really have to facilitate that environment of permission, like I was saying before, you know, yep. just for someone to say, you know, you need to take that hour just to figure out, you know, if you are a creative person, like going back to the musician or the fine artist, you have to take that hour to really think through before you stand in front of a canvas or if you're trying to, you know, put lyric to a melody of a song. So first giving that person permission to do that in, because it really creates like a safe environment for them. Um, yep. and, and, and even with, like you were saying with your CEO, it's that same um, process that they have to almost schedule it into their day but then we have to go into the questioning phase of, you know, wh- what time of day do you feel most creative? You know, and I'm sure some Good of point. your clients will, you know, will write a paper or a student, you know, writing a paper in the morning versus the evening where a songwriter might say, well, I feel really creative at, you know, 9 to 1 a.m. <laughs> so, yep. you know, so we do have to ask those questions, too, because as you said before, Jeff, it can't be forced. It, I, I like what you said about that. So there's a lot of people with ADHD that get up really, really early in the morning because it's quiet time. Mm-hmm. There's no pressure, and they yeah. do some stuff. And there's also – I know there's a lot of people that in the middle of the night, they're up at like like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning because the lights are off. Everybody's in bed. There's no pressure in that time. That's where they say they're the most productive because they're, that stuff is really kind of coming out. And I really want to emphasize that you'll notice is those are the environments that you go to. Well, if you notice, you're probably doing a little bit of insightful thinking. And another thing I really want to highlight that, that, that you said, we're talking about, you said permission to go do this. That goes back to the CEO. Intentional daydreaming. Are you scheduling it? Are you giving yourself permission to go do that? This is kind of like we're using different words, but we're talking about the same thing. And I want to, while I was listening to you, Christine, it was funny because I had a flashback. I've watched a lot of uh, documentaries of like Einstein and Steve Jobs. And you know what was mm-hmm. really interesting to me is how um, those and other individuals, like they talked about how they would go on walks with people and they mm-hmm. would talk. And one of them was really profound. I think when Steve Jobs was coming out of pancreatic cancer, it was like the first time or second time, anyway, somebody went to visit him. And he says, let's go on a walk. And mm-hmm. the, they were talking about the fact how he didn't really have the energy. And he was wanting to go to a park, and he hadn't made it before from recovery, but he was getting stronger every day. But leading into it, the person was talking about how when you go to see Steve, you were going to go for a walk. And he was always talking about business and stuff like that. And the, the backdrop of it, they were focused in on him like being driven to be accomplished. And I'm like, I don't pay attention to that. I heard the walking and talking about the insight and the daydreaming and the brainstorming that takes place. Same thing with Einstein. He used to walk around with his cousin and stuff all the time. And I believe Bill Gates would always go away 
once a year, this is years ago when he was running Microsoft for like a week or week, like a long weekend, he would take all the stuff and he would just bring, and he would just peruse everything, just looking for thoughts and ideas. And so I'm sharing this because as we begin to look at these really brilliant, bright thinkers, we can begin to see them taking those time to daydream where every day person I'm not seeing, they're not giving themselves permission. And so this is really kind of powerful insight. Make sense? Oh, absolutely. I've had quite a few runners in my client base over the years, and many of them from executives to teachers to, I mean, all different professions, of course, but who say, I got an idea while I was running or exercising, even on a treadmill, doesn't yep. matter if you're running outside absolutely. or inside. But that, that movement and, you know, the, the chemicals that are released in your brain when you're exercising, it all goes together. You are so right. I'm glad that you, you brought that up. It's you're, you're spot on with regard to that. Um, so let's go to break again and come back and continue our conversation. Uh, more about Christine at her website, addactioncoach.com. Our secret word tonight is daydreaming, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dick Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay. Do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Christine uh, Robinson talking about intentional daydreaming. Um, it's one of those shows where you come up with an idea, and as it kind of goes on, uh, with the guest, the guest starts throwing some stuff in. I throw some stuff in, and it's like, wow, this is actually the makings of a, one of our better shows. I'm feeling that right now because I think a lot's kind of coming out. Um, I want to comment, a quick comment on, on something Christine said before the break, and that is uh, exercising and running. Uh, Christine, I echo that. There's so many um, people that I've coached that will talk about, you know, going for that run. Their, their mind calms down, but they're still kind of daydreaming when they're doing that. And a lot of times they'll come up with these great ideas. Um, it's funny though because a lot of them like I get this great idea but I forget about it by the time I get back like I wish I had a pen and paper and I've actually had some that run with their cell phones now where they'll stop and they'll dictate it so that they can kind of keep going because it's in those moments the brain is kind of daydreaming and ideas really kind of come to you and a lot of problem solving solutions happen so I'm going to throw that in there Um, 
Oh, I want to switch gears. I want to switch gears here a little bit because I want to. There's a dark side to daydreaming, and I want to talk about the notion of structure. So, we've talked about insightful thinking about a trial and error process, and again, I re- referenced the, the the YouTube video to go to look at the math problems to understand that. But you know, Christine, one of the things that I'm, I've noticed is that people with ADHD, that when they're going to bed. Uh, and they're trying to sleep, they have difficulty sleeping because they can't turn their brain off. And often, sometimes they can't turn their brain off because they're worrying about things that they can't control, which is not Mm -hmm. good because you're going over. But sometimes I find CEOs and different people, they're going to bed and they are daydreaming and they are running simulations to problem solve. And the issue really is it's not structured. It's unintentional. They're laying down there doing it, but they can't get to sleep because they're going round and around and around and around. So let's put, let's put that on the shelf for a second come back because I mm-hmm. often will have people call me up and say, what do you want coaching today? Well, actually, I want I want to – I really basically need to, to brainstorm with you to come up with an idea. And I'll say, well, what is the idea? What, what are we trying to walk away with? By the way, usually it's clarity. Sometimes it's just simple, a way to pay attention to, to it. With that, we've got a little bit of a target. And I aid them in asking questions to kind of always, are we always moving towards that target? We're, we're doing some things. And that's a structured kind of thing that we're doing in order to pull that stuff together. Um, one of the things that I do is, is sometimes when I'm doing that, let's run thought experiments. Um, and I do that because it's, it's like, okay, let's, let's imagine the perfect world and what could you do, which is a coaching technique. Um, where you begin to just brainstorm even wacky ideas that couldn't work because every once in a while you stumble into one that could work. My point really is there's, there's a little bit of structure to that. You're there working towards something. You're, you've done it. When you're going to bed and you're, you're grinding, that's not structured, and you're sitting there kind of spinning around a little bit. And so I really want to make this distinction because if, if that's what you're doing, sometimes it's, hey, I need to go in the morning walk and brainstorm about this so I can go to sleep right now and almost, again, schedule yeah. the time to brainstorm for the problem. So thoughts on this? Does this make sense? No, no you bring up a very good point. Um, I am coaching um, a cinematographer right now who is uh, struggling with this because he works for himself. And he, I'm working with him on compartmentalizing the time that he is creative that he is working and because basically it's running into his personal time at night where um, his wife even said to him you, you could work all the time and he could and, and just like many of us could uh, Jeff who, who work for ourselves yep. and who are entrepreneurs and secondly entrepreneurs don't always have the right people to to speak with you know about brainstorming i mean unless they're really you know associated with another colleague who they kind of have an agreement to do this with um you just can't always just pull a friend who doesn't really understand your business to do that so i think that that's also kind of where we bring value to our clients because we we coach so many people from so many different worlds you know business and and otherwise so, but but it is that what I call you know compartmentalizing and and also what you're saying is scheduling your time to be creative. 
You're, you're, I, I, I love, love, love what you're saying. First of all, real, there's so many people out there that are working by themselves, and brainstorming sometimes is aided by somebody else for the working memory problems that we cited and the nature of the sequoia exercise. And I'm finding more mm-hmm. and more – And my mother used to say is that the smoking area was amazing uh, daydreaming thing because everybody would go out there and there's no purpose, but you walk out there, you're, you're BSing about business, you're talking about things with no intention, and a lot of ahas took place out there because there was no pressure, you were talking out loud, you were with your coworkers, but it didn't look like right. productivity. But all you need is like one huge massive aha, like the post-it thing we talked about before, it revolutionizes everything. So the value of that is incredible, um, and so, more, so much more we're becoming isolated, and you don't have that, those natural things being facilitated. And your notion is sometimes you have to reach out and you have to make that happen. And a coach is a place to go to that because we're kind of professionals at, at what we do. So I really wanted to highlight that because that was a that was a big deal. The other thing too is the compartmentalizing. And I want people to understand is sometimes you'll sit down and schedule time to daydream, and you won't get your aha. You won't resolve the problem. Unfortunately, that's the nature of it. And again, I think going back to what you're saying is is scheduling that, that time and knowing the better times when your brain is more apt to be there to bring life balance is really, really important because I do think a lot of people with ADHD, their brain is spinning and they're daydreaming and they can work all the time. It spills into the personal life because they're unaware of it. But if you begin, hey, this is the way this is, then it works. So even like right now, this is being taped on a Friday because I don't coach on Friday. Friday is my project day. It's my creative day. It's I don't have anything mm-hmm. scheduled. So when I get in something, it can happen over a period of time. And literally, I've been doing this for years because it is my daydreaming, brainstorming, creative day. And I do it on purpose for these types of things. And I think the compartmentalizing for me is on Friday, which is what you're talking about, which is what we're advocating for, for those that are listening. So just the same, Jeff. I mean, I I do the same thing. (laughs) I've done it for (laughs) years as well because you know we we talk a lot. (laughs) We're on the phone. (laughs) Um, Absolutely. So you know, everyone needs that kind of decompression time and just to evaluate. Um, And also, I think some people, or or most people, am I saying some? We need reassurance. You know, we need reassurance that we're doing the right thing, and that's why when you're saying just talking to colleagues um, about an idea, or, you know, someone saying, "Jack, you know, that's a great idea. Why don't you do that?" I mean, it's 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 boosting, and yep. everyone needs a boost. I mean, obviously, whether you have ADHD or not, but I think specifically to our clientele, that reassurance is key, and it just puts you um, on a better platform. Absolutely. I totally agree with you, and I really like the what you say the permission or somebody validating it yeah. and understand, which is part of what this show is is really kind of validating the importance of kind of doing that. So, one other concept I want to throw out there for people to understand about intentional daydreaming that I think is really important. I'm going to use a personal story <clears throat> for those listeners. You know that my younger son is a big soccer player, and uh, I go all over the place all the time. And before he could drive, I always had to he had to get there early which gave me an hour with nothing to do and um, what I would often do is I'd go into the parking lot and that was daydreaming time for me and I've learned over this I've got a graphics person that does a lot of work with me and uh, I'm always trying to communicate a lot of things through symbolism and so sometimes I have a concept that um, 
I want to do um, – I need, I need something on. So I'm going to give you an example. My, my graphics person is like, I'm so lucky because we can spend 15 minutes on the phone, 15 seconds on the phone daydreaming, and we can come up with a great idea. So I wanted an image to talk about um, time and how there's time variances and how when I was a swimmer, there was a pace clock, and I learned time because it was an exercise. And I wanted to communicate in that graphic. So I'm – I don't really know what the picture looks like, and so I'm in the parking lot, and I'm just Googling time exercises and looking at the image and just going through stuff and just like, I don't even know what I'm looking for, but I stumble on the word um, time calisthenics or something like that. That word just resonated <laughs> with me. Before I know it, I call my graphics person. I said, I need something with time like time calisthenics, and she goes oh, how about daylight savings time? And I'm like, what? Anyway, she says, I got something for you. <laughs> like literally an hour later, she sends me a graphic, and it's got my Aha Bob, which is my little light bulb guy, standing over a clock, a flat clock, that's doing sit-ups, right? And my Aha Bob is going, okay, spring forward, fall back, spring forward, fall back. And the caption is time calisthenics. So it was a great play on daylight savings time to communicate that this – this thing now that was intentional that was something that i wanted to do but the other side of this is sometimes i'm i'm i'm, I'm moving along and i'll see an image and go wait a second that's really cool and i'll come up with an idea and we will come up with an image and i got no purpose for it yet mm -hmm. right <laughs> I have this idea i flush it through i've got this image that's sitting there and i've got no reason to do do it so i did that a while ago and then all of a sudden it was a foraging type thing, and I've done a lot of stuff about foraging for information, like foraging for food. The images were done a year and a half ago, but I had no use for them at the time, and all of a sudden now I have purpose. And the reason I'm saying that is sometimes the daydreaming process will give you an idea, but you don't have a place for it yet. And I think people with ADHD mm -hmm. get a lot of anxiety, like I don't know about you, but I've got, I've got a box of just half-baked ideas that I, I have mm -hmm. a hit, I have a quote. I got, there's something here. But I don't have a reason for it yet. And so organizationally, where do you put it? A miscellaneous box. It's overwhelming because I've got probably 150 pages of this stuff all over the place. But for <laughs> me, I recognize it's the daydreaming process. I get bits and pieces of puzzles to puzzles. I get puzzle pieces to puzzles I'm not even working on yet, but I hold them there. And hopefully this is giving people permission that sometimes you come up with great ideas you just don't have a place for it yet don't beat yourself up just hold it out there until time comes make sense oh i i think that's great uh, i mean i think many of our clients do that um i think sometimes we just need to help them organize some of those ideas or really talk through those ideas not even to organize them um, uh -huh. Because just that, just that collaboration, Jeff, is the key. You know, and, and what it you is. said before about so many people working alone in isolation. Uh, you know, and some of our clients just don't do well in that environment. Um, and you know, and that's something that that I've definitely helped some of my people. You know, um, either change their work environment or you know, put them in places where they can have that level of collaboration with, you know, colleagues or, or, or friends who, you know, might be in the same type of business. Absolutely. Well, I think we could probably go on for another two or three hours, but given the time, <laughs> any last nuggets that you, that you that you can think of, Christine, before we pull this to a close? 
Um, I, I just think, you know, working with our clients in terms of uh, giving them the permission and taking away the there's, there's a lot of shame just in being creative, and, and many people just don't, I don't think, understand that. Um, I may have shared on one of our shows, you know, my daughter is a singer-songwriter, and she's also a fine artist. And, you know, I can't tell you, you know, the amount of people who have asked her, well, what are you really going to do with that? You know, what, what, what are you going to be? And there are so many jobs in those fields that it, it's kind of amazing <laughs> that people don't understand that. But it, it, it sometimes makes people feel less than, and I, and I never want people to feel that. I'm so passionate about that because her creative gifts and all of the other creative people that I work with, um, you know, in my coaching, you know, they, they bring such value to our world. And, you know, all the things that we're talking about are just so important. And we don't want to, you know, put less value on that because not certainly I'm, I'm not a musician. I'm not a singer-songwriter, and I'm not a fine artist. So, you know, we all have our strengths. But, but really what I'm saying is let's, you know, let's put the emphasis on a person's strengths and, and bring them up. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, in summary, everyone, I think uh, Christine and I agree. Give yourself permission <laughs> to schedule intentional daydreaming, intentional brainstorming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 this weird. It's like nailing Jello to the wall, though. You you don't know how long it's <laughs> going to take. You don't know when you're going to have the brilliant idea. But it really is a cornerstone, and so many people are not making that time in their world. And there's a lot of people where it comes naturally. So with all that stuff, we hope that you've listened, you've learned, we've taken we, – we made this a little bit tangible for you a little bit, and you understand what's going on. So at the end of the day, at least Christine and I are giving you permission to go brainstorm and schedule that time. <laughs> Does that make sense? Definitely, Jeff. Yes, thank you. All right. So, Christine, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're very welcome. I enjoyed it. Everyone, check our website out, abdactioncoach.com. We hope you've enjoyed this edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care. <laughs>